Today on The Breakdown, these guys couldn't be more opposite from each other. One's got a full beard. The other one, clean shaven. One crazy, crazy man. Another, more measured, more thoughtful. (laughs) It's a cash game hand from the Hustler Casino Live, and it's guys we've seen battle before. They're battling again. But this time... Everybody's got a strong hand. And are there ways to either maximize or avoid getting crushed in a hand when you've got a very good hand but not the best? How do you handle that? Especially when sometimes you're up against either a crazy guy or another guy maybe bent on revenge, much like Liam Neeson in all the Taken movies. We're going to find out right now on The Breakdown. Grant Dennison and a, a Jonathan Levy with a special set of skills. Yeah, not just any Jonathan Levy. What is a special set of skills? Um, you know, I go and find people who take my daughter and make them pay. Here's the thing, though. That's not true. It's a specific set of skills. You, uh, you don't what? have a daughter. Oh, not anymore. You're not deaf. after I use my skill <laughs> 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 to kill those guys. Yeah. They took her. I mean, I didn't find her, but I found them and I oh, killed okay. them. So it's not as good as uh, outcome as as was for Liam. Do you still have a daughter if she's been taken and you never get her back? I would say you don't. The whole notion is it was taken, right? Mm, I see. You're making a face like we probably shouldn't be talking about this. No, it's fine. Okay. I don't think that many people are victims of kidnapping, but if you are, I feel bad. I'm sorry. It's a movie series. Yeah, Jonathan is a bad person. Just remember that. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Yeah, just keep that in mind whenever you listen to the podcast, and that'll make everything a little easier, a little yeah. smoother of, of an experience yeah. for you. I'm like, feeling better about everything it. Everything Jonathan says is coming from a bad, bad place, yeah. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So is this like the part of the podcast where you try and convince the listeners to not like me? Are we about to go into that part of it? <laughs> I thought we, we just did that. <laughs> that was the bad... That was it? That's all you had? I feel like that makes me more likable, what you just said. Mm. But I thought you were setting up the like... You know, yeah. set them up to knock them down. Kind I of think thing. you seeing it that way is not good See, for even you. Now, even now, you're like boosting me up ultimately. Like, because it's so absurd what you're saying, and everyone knows it's ridiculous. No one's going to take it seriously. And you know that. You must know that. Don't you know that? Do you know that? You're asking too many times. I'm being Charlie Kelly. He doth protest too much. Nice. Shakespeare. Yeah, I, I always love quoting Shakespeare. Hey, <laughs> you're like Paul Westhead. Yeah. These guys have battled before. You they really it. have. It's like a sequel. It's part two. It it's, is part it's two. It's the force. A sleepins. Is that what part two is called? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they call the second Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay, good. A sleepins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did last Thursday a hand from this session with these two guys, Ludacris and Nick. Oh, is it the same session? I believe it is. Because um, the stakes change. Yes, the stakes changed. I think they're in the same positions. Yeah. Which makes I me think, think you might be right. I think they're dressed the same. Of course, that doesn't mean it's the same session, but it probably is. Okay. Let's not worry too much about it. Yeah, they are dressed the same. Okay. So that, that's a pretty big clue, and they are in definitely the same positions. Okay. It's the same session. So, yeah. they, so they double the stakes, ultimately. They though. did make the big blind or the third blind twice the size. Last time it was 5'5", five, five, Now it's 5'5", five, five, 100. Why would we ever raise the small blind? We can't do it. <laughs> That's it's right. not. It's not possible. It has to be five, no matter what the big blind. I mean, basically, they're just saying like being in the blinds, except the one huge blind, like is basically not. It is meaningless now. There's like know? a Christopher Lloyd mad scientist somewhere creating yeah. the blind structures for these hustler casino live games. Like if I, it was a five five fifty game with a fifty dollar big blind ante, which is by the way paid by the second five, not the fifty. 
because that's the right. big blind. And now it's a 5-5-100 game. We're not going to change the big blind ante. It's still a 50 <laughs> big blind ante. It's like, so weird. What? But, but the truth is, just by making the biggest blind double what it was, that should raise the stakes of the game significantly. It should. It should. I would expect it would. So. Yeah. So for those who are not well-versed in what happened last week, first of all, go listen to that podcast. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm talking to Grant. But also to the listeners who aren't well-versed. Even if you listen to the show and you don't remember it, that's on you. Yeah, you should be writing this shit down, yeah. and when you wake up in the morning, you study, and you study again. Look, I didn't have to say there was going to be a test. You should know the material and be ready for a yeah. test, you know? Because there's always going to be a test. Here's a test. You know what, Grant? Guess what? Pop what? quiz, hot shot. All right, let's go. Who were the two players from last Thursday's uh, podcast? It was uh, Ludacris, and it was uh, President Jimmy Carter. You were half right, but Okay, that's a failing grade. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, try again. Who's the other player? You know it. Come on. Oh, uh, I'll give you a hint. Is it Nick Lachey from Close 98 enough. Degrees? Basically, yes. Okay. Less good looking. Oh. It's true. It's Nick Vertucci. <laughs> it is. It's the Vertucci. It's the Vertucci. The yeah. Vertucci gang. So, okay, quick refresher. Maybe maybe that hand can inform this hand because yeah. it happened chronologically previous to this hand. Right. Um, it was a hand where Ludacris did some ludicrous things. He had Jack 10 off as the three better against Nick, and, and he called a check raise on the flop of 773 with Jack High. And then he bet the turn when Nick checked, and then he shoved the river when Nick checked again, and I yes. uh, got called down by bottom pair with any jack high. Just crazy. Yeah. It was a crazy hand, and so if you're ludicrous, I would be thinking like my image is trash, absolute trash. Yeah, um, it probably already was, but it, even more so. Yeah, yep. So Nick also saw that ludicrous had jack ten, probably. Maybe he just mucked. I don't remember exactly. Oh, I don't know, but it's on a stream anyway, yeah. so you find out 30 minutes later. Right, and this is probably more than 30 minutes later based on the blinds having changed. Yeah, probably. Um, Either way, he's the one who made the call with the three anyway, so he right. probably doesn't think Ludacris is you know, going to have it very So long. these guys have history, and by the way, they both have a lot more money in front of them now. Really? Yeah, back in that hand, they were playing like 32k effective. Now the effective stack between them is going to be Nick with 82k. Yeah, so the, the, the blinds double or the big blind the biggest blind doubles and so here we go they put they add on basically although yeah. nick got the double up anyway basically from the other hand yeah but yeah yep all right okay. and uh we're gonna see examples of why this game is incredible again as I we mean, did last time just like the the I decisions the the decisions of the garbage humans make in this hand are just they're beyond the pale as yeah. people like to say tell them tell, the only one i know is the first decision this is really the only terrible one Hit but me. It's 5-5-100 five, five, with a 50 big blind Annie. Right. There's a player who goes by Big John. Big John. We've, we've done Big John hands. He's got $2,900 in his stack. Why is he in this game still? He has 29 blinds. Okay. Okay. He, I, you can have 29 blinds in me this game, but it seems crazy. He's under the gun with ace-8 offsuit. Yeah. So he he's, limps. This is the part of the podcast where I figuratively pull out all my nose hair because I'm so confused. When you say figuratively, what do you mean? Because currently I'm seeing a lot of nose yeah. hair being pulled out of your nose by your... That's what I mean. Figuratively. Ah, I see. Because your nose is I mean, a certain figure. It's a figure. Yeah. I'm a figure as well. Right. A poker So figure. everything is figurative. Well... But, and everything's literal, according to the dictionary now. That's right, actually. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I couldn't say I was... I'm literally pulling out my nose here because you might think I mean it figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is such an insanely bad... Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I know someone may know Big John or be Big John, but it's impossible not to talk about this 
um, yep. without being pejorative. This is this is about as bad a play as maybe we've ever seen on the show. It's got to be in the top five worst, worst well, decisions. Well, it depends on if you are scaling them based on yeah. how much you can lose That's from the fair. play. That's know? fair. Uh, outside of that, you're right. Yeah. But just in terms of just like in a vacuum, the decision based on, you know, stack size and situation and everything, um, this feels like... This feels like it's got to be right up there. It's a very bad decision. Now, it's like on the Mount Rushmore of worst decisions, I think. And this is something we've touched on before. Maybe we should continue before we actually talk about the hand because it's interesting. We've always touched on it but never really done a deep dive into it. But the, the state of play in these big high-stakes games and the quality of play, it feels very low. It like, does. It do, like, of course, there's some of these high-stakes games that are televised where you have like six crushers. You know, like Sometimes on high-stakes poker, it'll be like, oh, shit, that is a tough lineup, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time, in, in games where, where people are buying in for 20K, regularly 40K, whatever, players are making a lot of plays like this. The last hand we did from this game started with three limpers. The first one under the gun was 7-6 off. One of them had 10 deuce off. I mean, just absolutely bad yeah. shit, crazy stuff. Like, this isn't the game where we had, in the old days, um, Live at the Bike, it was Garrett, Dan Zach, and Artie Paps were like in every... Now, they were still surrounded by fish, yeah. but you had at least three guys who were, mi- minimum three guys who were really, really good. Right. Really good, really thoughtful, balanced, working hard. You know, what do we have now? What is this? Well, this is is this specific to the Hustler Casino one? Because like Hustler has gotten really good players on their stream before. They have. Now you said to me, and I don't know how well vetted this is, that you you were under the impression that Nick Fertucci was kind of the builder of this game. Like people came to this game based on being invited by him. I think it, he's he's got like a stake in the game in some way. Like like him and Ryan Feldman have put this together, I think is what it is. Okay, well, if, if he's playing in the game, I could see why he would want to make the lineup like this. Yes, I think that's probably right. Like we almost never see him in the game where it's full of really tough players. Now, I don't really pay much attention, so maybe that's not fair. I'm just all I ever see is the hands that are suggested. To right. Me. So maybe you know what I should probably rescind that. I don't know if that's true at all. But yeah, he gets to build the game and he's building incredible games for himself. Absolutely incredible. I mean, it's the dream, right? Yeah, it is. It's kind of the dream. Anyone who gets to play in this game should be just thrilled. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's any good at all about at poker, not the guy who's limping ace eight off under right. a gun with twenty nine blinds. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. There's got to be better ways to destroy money. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. There, there, there do there, there are. But put it in a fucking roulette machine. Is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> yes, the, the, there are roulette machines. That's not commonly what people envision when they. But yeah, there's like computerized roulette. Okay, good. Yeah, put it in any slot machine. It's got to be better than limping this hand in this spot. Like, and if you're doing that, you should not be playing poker. Period. You just shouldn't. Like, it's just interesting. Like, I feel like if you get to be in this game and you're anybody, you've won the lottery. Yeah, like it's. The expected value is off the charts. It feels like it. Garrett gets to play in this game. I mean, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I mean, somebody, some enterprising Reddit user, which usually I really hate our poker, but some, there's some value sometimes. No need to take a shot at our poker. I don't have to take a shot, but I did, yeah, and did. I stand by it. Now they're coming after us. Well, you. With they're what? Out. They're going to come after us oh, with no. what? Oh, oh well, no. you know, I, is there <laughs> any way to get away from this hand? It's like, you had set under set God on the it. driest board in the world. <laughs> no, of course not. You yeah. just want to complain about your hand, and you phrased it a different of way. Of course there's going to be some Somehow it made it to the front page of our poker. Great. I mean, it's, there's going to be some of that. It's not all... It's like very few professionals are on that. Like, what do you expect? It's a, it's a very public forum, like... You're asking a little too much of our poker. I'm not and asking. I just like to say, that's Grant Dennison who's doing it. If you're going to go after anyone in our poker, go after him. I'm supporting you over here. Jonathan Levy, supporting you. Please our continue. poker is self-aware enough to know that it sucks, I think. 
Are, oh, I think the there are people who in our poker who know that, and there are people who don't. <laughs> okay. You know, come on. All the people who are answering that those questions and writing those questions. But they're always answering it like you're a fucking idiot. They, there's a lot of yeah. that. There's a lot of that. That's true. So they know it sucks. Honestly, some I, I you know, it's part of my Reddit feed, you know. It's, it's, yeah, me too. Yeah. So like I see stuff come up and sometimes I like will even click on the, the question because it looks like it might be an interesting one. Yep. And I I usually am like, oh, there's no point in answering this. Then I like because obviously they're gonna destroy this kid. Right. You know. It's interesting. It's a different way to look at Reddit than I do in all of the other subjects that I follow because it's the only thing that I'm actually like borderline expert in, mm. right? And have a lot of experience yeah. with. So some I when I'm clicking on the R poker things, I'm looking more to see the responses than the than like sure. the original post. Sure. Because I want to see how wrong the responses are or if that if I agree with them. I actually feel like some of the responses have gotten more sophisticated lately. Yeah. Someone asked a question about like they put themselves in some horrible game theory disaster spot about like where they like three bet all in on the flop or something like that with like an overpair in a spot where it's like on a kind of kind of board where there aren't any draws. Um, and like pretty much everyone was like, I don't know why you would ever three bet there. You know, like you're only getting called by better. And I was like, fucking a right on our poker. Yeah. I agree. Good yeah. for you. Hands, but also stuff like, um, when somebody posts like, what's your advice for the world series of poker? I'm going yeah. for my first time. Like, I think that's great to ask to our poker, by the way, sure. it's a good type of thing to ask. Although you should do that on our discord instead. Or, is, or as well as. As well as. Sure, as well as. You don't, this doesn't have to be exclusive. But yeah. this, this was not meant to be a plug for our Discord. But if, if our poker is not quite for you, our Discord is kind of a much better version of that, in my opinion, where you can get all the same stuff, except it's more sophisticated in general. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, That's and fair. we have a lot of fun there. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, like it, I want to see what the people say, because I've been like, you and I have been there for months at the World Series Poker many, many times in our lives. So like I want to see what the first response is to what what's the best way to prepare for my first World Series of Poker and see what type of thing that person says. And I don't have, like, a good example of what that was, but I find it very interesting to see what the community at large mm -hmm. comes up with for that. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I really... I'm excited because I'm sure there are listeners who are on our poker. Uh, we're on our poker, so, like... Right, I'm of saying, course. So I'm sure there are, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, you get any flack for this. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's Grant Dennison... Capital G R A N T. I don't think our poker Denison. is one of those communities that's gonna no, get all so. together and get upset about it. I think it's a community no. that many of the users are like us, where it's like I'm on Reddit anyway, yeah. and I'm into poker, so I might as well be on the poker subreddit. I mean, the more things you say, though, I feel like the more chance there is of you getting buried. <laughs> that's all. Like, it feels like you're almost getting, like, go ahead. You guys don't have the stones to come after me, man. That's you all suck. That's basically what you just said. I'm right? not, I don't think everybody on our poker sucks. I no, think a I lot don't. of the things that make it to the front page of our poker are yeah. not ideal. Right. Well, it's because it's an it's a forum for amateurs, right? I mean, yeah. it just is. Like two plus two, you're going to find more pro level stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. And then our Discord, you're going to find the highest pro level you're stuff. You're going to have the um, best discourse in the world. So, you know, uh, I, these things have to exist. So, you know, fair enough. And there's, sometimes there's interesting stuff on there too, by the way. Not, it isn't I agree. all like... And that's actually where we drag. started. That's, that's how this conversation got started because yeah. I, you mentioned Garrett being able to play in these games. Right. And about a month ago, some enterprising our poker user, I, I appreciated this, actually went through all of the Hustler Casino live streams, which at the time were something six, eight months old. To find out who, what the actual like regulars were doing as far as profit and loss, mm -hmm. and Garrett was the big winner, which is not surprising. No, but in those six all. months, he was up one point one million dollars. Yep, which is like that's a pretty damn good deal as Garrett to get to to be in this game. It's incredible as Garrett that somehow he's like 
gets to be by far the best player in a game, often insanely high stakes. Yep. You know, like the only time he's not the best player is when he goes on like on high stakes poker. And now he's playing against the Granus and whatever's of the world, the Dwans of the world, where he really may not be as good as they are. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. But like, that's not his usual game. We see his usual game and it's chock full of tasty, tasty treats from his point of view. Yeah. Right. I actually think Nick Fertucci was one of the bigger winners too. In the in the six figures and wins. Oh, really? And Ludacris was somewhere around even. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, if you have guys playing ace, eight, and ten deuce and limping with those hands, you can see how you don't have to be a great player to do okay in this game, right? Yeah. You just don't. And by the way, the stakes are high enough that the rake is effectively um, immaterial. They must be playing, paying time, right? Yeah. But they're probably not paying a crazy amount of time because it's a stream show, too. Possibly they're playing no time. They might be paying no time. Although I know that um, in apparently in the... Hustler Casino thing with Phil Humuth and all the content creators and Tom Dwan. Apparently, time was paid in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone tweeted, like, how is this happening? Because apparently they were, you know, who, they all paid time each time. And someone was like, Dwan, Allen, and Phil should be paying time and no one else for yeah. this game. This is crazy that these other, these, these other folks are even having to pay time. They're clear, you know, whenever you have the, the whale shouldn't have to pay time, basically. Yeah. Anyway, what, we can think about that wherever we want, but I thought that was interesting. But yeah, so apparently they do charge time. I forgot which poker player it was. Oh, it was Daniel Strelitz. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted about that game, just the, the celebrity game with all of the influencers. Yeah. One of the unseen things from that game, because everybody was talking about Phil Hummuth, is apparently that Mr. Beast just tipped 10K, just flipped a 10K to the dealer. Wow. Yeah. There was a point when he was, um, in, he was all in. Oh, is, it, they were the four-way all in. Where he had queen five off and everyone else had ace three, ace eight, and ace nine. They all got in pre-flop. And it was like a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar pot or something yeah. like that. And um he flopped a five, but was still losing. I think it was like nine, eight, five or something like yeah. that. So he was way behind. He said, I can feel a queen coming on the river. And he turns to the dealer and he says, I will tip you twenty thousand dollars if you put a queen on the river for real. Yeah. And you could tell he wasn't joking. Yeah. Like he was really gonna do that. And like, I'm sure that dealer felt that dealer really like, come on, that man. That dealer won that queen a lot more than that guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. 10K tip is still pretty good. It is. That's very cool. Yeah. That guy throws money around. I'll give him that. I mean, he's doing very well. He's doing very well. We should have done that that shit. You know, it wasn't that creative, the stuff he's doing. It really isn't. Well, so, it's really clicking buttons for somebody. He's working very well. But, I mean, I always would have thought the more popular creators would be, like, more impressive, the kinds of videos they put out, the kind of content then. But that's not how it works, and fair enough. Lowest common denominator, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's all like, I haven't actually seen any Mr. B oh. stuff, but it's all about, it's all wealth adjacent stuff, right? So it's like wish fulfillment things. Exactly. So, so that, that's why it's popular. It's yeah. all contests to win money, yeah. basically. Usually with his friends, but sometimes with not with his friends. And, but it's just, the, it's effectively the same video every time. It's the same structure every time. And they do it a little differently. They come up with different stuff, but it's all the same idea. It's all the same premise. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I mean, look, I'm sure people will disagree with this. He's the most popular guy on YouTube, right? But I would argue that those videos are very similar and not particularly creative or clever. And I, I watched a few during the pandemic and like was kind of interested in it. And then I was like, oh, it's just the same thing. And it's, it's not even that smart or that funny. Like, I just thought it'd be better. That's it's all. A, it's wish fulfillment. Yeah. I mean, good for them. They figured out. What, yeah. Like, they don't, apparently, you don't have to be wildly creative. You just have to. I mean, like, obviously. Money, people want to see money move. That's, that's the truth. It's obviously the right move to be Mr. Beast. If yeah. You, if you can. 100%. And I got to say, from the little bits I see of him, he seems like an incredibly nice, cool guy. Like, yeah. you know, just like even the, the tipping thing. And I told you about they were playing the game, this content creator game on, um, on Hustler, where he, he stopped the game, basically, and had Ludwig 
who's one another one of the guys who's a YouTuber, a very popular YouTuber, I guess. Um, like he's like, look at those cards for a second, and he's like, I can see the cards in your in your sunglasses, man. Yeah. He's like, I thought maybe I thought maybe that was gonna happen, and like so he like made sure Ludwig wasn't gonna. No one could like like it was really cool. They're playing in this like for them maybe it isn't high stakes. Maybe for him it's not a big deal. But like you know they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in front of them and stuff like that. You know, and he like wants to make sure Ludwig's not getting fucked by anything. You know, it's like really cool. He just seems like a nice dude. Well, maybe maybe if you write him a letter. <laughs> I want to be friends. <laughs> I don't like his videos, but I want to be friends. You think he'll be cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> So will Matty Ice, who suggested this, and last week's oh hand. Oh, my God, Matty Ice. At the same time. Two for two. Two for two, Matty Ice. Good job. Matty Ice suggested on the aforementioned Discord. Are you going to say Matty Ice again? Because you've said it like six times in a very short period of time. It's I give credit to the suggester. Yeah. We can tell. So I was about to plug Discord again, and you just shat all over it? I thought, well, last time you claimed you weren't plugging Discord, but now you just said you're plugging it again, so the lie is revealed. Go get him, our poker. Go get him. Come, come, come get it, you you're weak people. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Futile. You're all weak. I think, I think it isn't a feud until Poker News writes an article about it. So, Grant, go get them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be on Poker News. Yeah, like, you do. There's, there's times to be on Poker News. If you have a poker podcast and the World Series of Poker isn't currently going on and you're not currently entered in any poker tournaments, being on Poker News is usually a bad sign. I would say that's probably true, but you know, a feud, which is the kind of thing poker news would cover, might be a good sign. That's true. Think about how good all the feuds we've had in the past have been for us. So good. We've been printing money off those feuds. Feud print. Thank God, Berkey hates us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, there's a suggest hand section on Discord. Yep. There's other stuff too. Obviously, you can post your hands for review. There's poker talk. There's movies. There's TV. It's all the fun stuff. It is. We'll see you there. Let's talk about this damn hand. Finally, Here we go. No, Mr. Beast, but that's okay because we have Ludacris. He's more famous, right? He's in the Fast and the Furious movies. He's in, you know, he's certain in the movie Crash. Oh my goodness! Yeah. How about that? I like that movie. Yeah, serious role. Yeah, serious role. Sandra Bullock, Brendan Fraser. I mean, this this this. Matt Dillon, this is crazy. That's a different movie. Matt Dillon? Yeah. We, Matt Dillon is the cop in Crash. He is? Yeah. He's the one who rescues Tandy Newton out of the oh, okay. thing. Yeah. All right. I didn't realize that Matt Dillon was... I haven't seen it since it came out. 2007 or something like something that. Something like right? that. Anyway, here we go. Okay. That's not actually the ludicrous in his hand. Sorry to disappoint. Probably 2005, but yeah. Sorry to disappoint all of you Fast and Furious fans. But all you poker fans are probably more excited that it's this ludicrous because... Because he could do anything at any time yeah. in a poker hand. Yeah. As you know... Big John's going to limp under the gun with Ace Adolf. Right. Terrible. Moving on. Yeah. Player named Eli has... Dr. Eli. 36,000 mm-hmm. and makes it 500 from the cutoff with Ace Deuce off. little ambitious. Don't love it. But I guess if Big John's limping with absolute weird stuff all the time, maybe it's okay. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. He should just fold this if it folds to him, honestly. Right. But anyway, whatever. He well, does it. He does it. Nick Fertucci with 82K in front of him is in the small blind, which is $5, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's got two sixes. Yeah. Implied odds still demand he has to call, right? Even though he's in the small blind for $5. 100%. Yeah. So he does. Six, six of spades, six of hearts. He's yeah. going to be one of the first that matters in this hand. Okay. Ludacris is in the big blind, which is also $5. Cool. Because the next blind's $100, because that's how everybody does it. That's what happens. Um, he's got 119 k So we're deep here between Nick and Luda. Yeah. He's got jack 10 of clubs. What is your preferred action? Call. Yeah. Feels pretty straightforward, right? Do you think, I mean, I don't know anything about Big John except that I saw him limp this hand. But if you just sat down at the table and somebody limped under the gun with 29 blinds, would you be a little concerned that they're going to shove a lot of the time? Oh, really interesting question. 
Um, yes, I would be. But I have a feeling these guys know Big John well enough to know that that is not an issue. Right. But if you're concerned about that, is three betting better? Huh. Why would three betting be better? Because now you're forced to call a shove? You're forced to call a shove. You don't have any decision points there. And like if, if he's going to have any limp shoves that are bluffs, you remove those. And mm. you take the initiative, and you get to play deep against Nick, um, who's the most likely person to call besides Eli, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you assume Eli's going to call, too. Yeah. Um, we're going to be out of position to one of the two players. I don't think it's great. I also don't love the idea of if he is going to have a fair amount of shoves that we're going to like, that this raises a good idea. Yeah. You know, even though, yeah, you take away his bluffs, but now we're giving him, we're forced to give him action. What hands is he doing this with? Well, hands that have us in a lot of trouble mostly, yeah. right? I yeah. know this hand plays well against aces, but come on. Yeah. Like, not that well. And it doesn't play great against ace-king either. Sure, we're 40%, but we'd rather not be in the spot, you know, if we could avoid it. All right, let's switch it to knowing that Big John is Big John. Okay, great. So how do you, does that change your thoughts on the three bet? Um, I think we can justify a three bet a little bit more because we assume Big John's folding. We might fold out. We assume we're probably not folding out... Um, Nick Vertucci, based on what we know from the previous hand, where he yeah. called out of position with three, four suited. Like, he's going to call us. Yeah. But we get to be in position against him. That's not bad. We're often going to be heads up, and now we get to be in position. We get to have ultimate position instead of having a guy behind us, too, right? Well, Eli is the more likely player to, to continue in the hand than Nick, probably. Well, Eli could open a lot of things, but Nick actually has a calling hand yeah. from the small blind. I think Nick is rarely folded. Maybe you're right, yeah. Um, now, I, it's easy for me to say that also because I know Eli has a stews off suit and raised, right? So. Yeah. It means he's a bit of a wild card. Um, I, my preferred action is to call here, I think, no matter what. Uh, there is a third blind there that you get to knock out. Oh, if that's you true. Bet. That is true. By calling, we now are going to usually be... Um, there's going to be four players, and we're going to position to two of them, right? That's but it is right. a hand that plays really nicely multi-way. So well. And then, like, honestly, preserving depth isn't so bad with a hand like this. Like, being a little deeper is fine. Yep. You know? Like, this is a hand that wants to make straights and flushes and stuff like that. It doesn't really want to make just one pair. It's okay, but it's not trying to do that like ace-king is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I mostly agree with you. So I, I think I like a call, too. But Ludacris, he doesn't like doing no, that. No, that's not what he does. No, he's going to make it 2,600. It's a hefty three bet. And what was the original race, 500? Yeah. Yeah, there's a hefty three bet. But it kind of makes sense size-wise now that I think about it, yeah. right? Yeah, I like the sizing. Well, Big John, if he's, if he's shoving now, you're right. There's no... Uh, there's no bluffing off Ludacris. No. Nope. I'll say that. Oh, he does have the best hand, but whatever. Big John folds? Yes. Eli folds? Yes. Nick can do nothing but call, right? He, I guess he could four bet, but you can't fold. You can't fold. You're too deep. It's Ludacris. It's a pretty straightforward hand to call with. It's going to be weird if we, you know, I mean, we, I don't think we should try and play a huge pot unless we flop a set or like a big straight draw or something. But, you yeah. know, like we can see a flop. Uh, knowing what knowing what we know about Nick from the last hand that we did last week, he may be, be kind of sticky, which against Ludacris isn't the worst thing, but you could lose a huge pot to this guy so easily, too. You know? Yeah. Two sixes, again, is what Nick has. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have to call. He makes the call. Good. By the way, Wesley Cannon will be solving this hand for us using Pio Solver, and we're going to take a look at that after we do our analysis, come back and see what I had to say. Okay, great. Yeah. We're doing it blind right now, right? Yeah, no, no solver. All right. So the flop... After the $6,000 pot is pulled in, mm -hmm. is five of diamonds, six of clubs, three of clubs. That's kind of a holy cannolis type of flop for these hands. Yeah, that's pretty big. I did mention that this is a bit of a cooler. I think. It is. That's Nick, a bit of a Nick flops flop. top set, and, uh, and Luda has jack ten of clubs for two overs in the flush draw. Yeah. All right. Is this a, is this a board where you might want to lead against some players who are not ludicrous? <laughs> um, 
Yes. Against there are some players who are just checking this back all day, yeah. right? And yeah, I think I think leading makes a lot of sense. Against like the Garrett Adelstein's of the world, mm-hmm. a lead is pretty interesting. Here. Yeah. Um, against Ludacris, of course, you can't lead. No, he's going to bet. He's betting all, all day. Yeah. All fucking day. Right. So, so, of course, that's what Nick does. Yeah. How do you want to size it if you're going to bet as Ludacris? I guess we should question, is there any option of checking back with the Jack High flush draw here? I think if we didn't... Ha- I, I imagine for Ludacris, there's no option at all. Yeah. But um, no matter what he has, let alone a hand with actual equity, like legit equity here. Right. Um, I would be concerned as Luda that we have... Almost no full equity on the flop based on what we've seen in the past. Um, but with a hand like this, we don't need to have full equity. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, of course, we want to have at least a little bit, right? But like, we get to tell a story, we get to start to build a pot, we're in position that's useful. If we get there, we get to keep betting. And because we're ludicrous, we could just have a club or nothing, you know? But if we check here and then start betting later, I mean, maybe that also tells a weird story. But why, why be super fancy? Like, we're happy to get a fold now, we're happy to get a call now. We can even live with a raise now. It's all okay. We've got, it. We've got the kind of hand that can survive it. Yeah. I think we should be building a pot right now. We're deep. How do you want to size it? 6K in the pot. On this board, I think we should make it like 4,200. He's, he's pretty in line with you. Oh, yeah? He makes what it 5K. Yeah, that's fine. So like a big bet. Yep. On this kind of a board, it's wet. If we have two red aces, we're, not, we're supposed to like really charge Nick for yeah. all the draws he can have and all that stuff. So like, yeah. All right. This is a pretty complex spot for Nick. You could, you could do a lot of different things with it, I think, especially with their dynamic. I'm... The thing is, there's like a lot of draws. This is such a massively draw-heavy board, A. B, this is better for Nick's range than Ludacris, but not by a lot. But maybe not, actually, with Ludacris in particular. Maybe that's not true. It's hard it to be say. so weird. It's very hard to okay, say. Okay, maybe that's not true. But certainly, it's a very draw-heavy board, right? Yes. Three, five, six, two clubs. Um, Nick could have lots of draws, in theory, in check raise. If we're not check-raising this hand, I just don't know what we're check-raising. This feels like a good hand to check-raise, especially against a guy who is a fighter to the end. Like Ludacris is, right? I mean, yeah. If you take our previous hand as an example, exactly, he called a check raise on the flop with Jack ten off on a three seven seven board with no backdoor flush draw, right? Even. So yeah, you should check raise with the set against that guy. It I seems. agree. Like, if he folds, he folds. But like, man, this guy is going to three bet you sometimes. He's going to call sometimes. Probably way more than he should in both cases. Not this time. He's going to, you know, he actually has a hand here. But this is a great spot for Nick. It'd be crazy enough to check raise. How do you want to size it? Ludacris made it five. I think, you know, 14. Yeah, I was thinking like a simple 3X feels right. Yeah. Just like, don't, you know, don't, don't arouse any suspicions or fears or like do anything that seems out of the norm. Don't like, click it back. It's weird. Now, now it's, you're polarizing yourself. Guess right? what Nick does? Does he click it he back? He clicks it back. Oh, no. You didn't know that? No, I actually didn't. I, I mean, I have seen this hand, but I saw it a while ago. Yeah. I didn't remember that he clicked it back. He clicks it back. Yeah, that, that feels like it's too obviously strong. Compared to, like, Ludacris, who we know as Nick. Let's think about it. Ludacris knows that Nick knows that when Nick check raises before on a 7-7-3 board with 4-3, and he check raises to a more normal number. Yeah, 3X'd it. Ludacris called with Jack-10 off. Right. So why would you click it back here with a bluff? Let me makes play, no sense. Let me play Vertuch's advocate here. Yeah, do it. Because I don't really think I'm going to believe the words that I'm saying, Take but I'm going to do it's, it's a board texture thing yeah. where traditionally Luda has a, a big range advantage on the 773 board as far as total value. Right. Um, so as the range disadvantage player, you should be going bigger. And on this board, from a more traditional, not knowing that Ludacris has 100% of the combos in the world situation, Nick has a pretty big range advantage on this board. And that's the time to go smaller. 
Oh, okay, right. Because we're saying Luda's got like the ace kings of the world yeah. and stuff like that. And Nick doesn't, so Nick's gonna have yeah, like suited connectors and yeah, and he should have more small type cards, right? But, like some sets. That's like he not, does. not really true because it's ludicrous, but right. like from a traditional perspective. So, in from from a theoretical perspective, you're supposed to go smaller on these boards and bigger on the other boards, and that's what Nick did. Now he might have made them both too small if these are the metrics he's using. Maybe this one should be three x, the other one should be four x or something. Here's what I can tell you. So. What we the hand we did last week, which was like an hour before or something. Yeah, Luda bet two thousand on the flop, and Nick raised to six thousand. Yeah, so he just did a straight three x. Yeah, it's weird to do a different. It's weird to choose different sizings now. Alarm bells should be going off slightly. You don't think board texture factors in to sizing? Of course it does. I think you made it sound as you said if it isn't ludicrous though it is ludicrous who I does know. have who has massive board coverage. I'm anyway. playing the Vertucci advocate. I'm saying, but Vertucci knows this. Does he? Yes. Okay. Yes, of course he does. He he knows that Luda can have any two cards or have some really wide range of. Hands. I suppose he does know that. Yeah. Um, also, it's just such a wet board that like, I just think you should be raising a little more. Okay. Anyway, I did, I did my best to advocate yeah, you, for. You said it probably wasn't going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would prefer a bigger raise, but maybe you know. Maybe part of Nick's deal here is try to get Luda to get a click were response. Like you can't min raise me. Like. Maybe Luda will never, literally never fold to a min-raise out of pride, you know, and maybe he's a lot more likely to three-bet. Maybe. If he's a lot more likely to three-bet, fair. But, I mean, we, he doesn't fold to a 3x either out of pride. We've already saw that from the last hand, right? Well, maybe the three-bet thing is a bigger thing. Maybe, like, especially yeah. with how deep they are here. If that's true, that would be great. Hey, by the way, this would be the kind of hand we might really see a three-bet with if that's true, yeah. right? It's the perfect hand to do it with, the kind of yeah. hand to do it with. Well, it seems like Luda might, if three-betting, be more likely to do it with air. Because uh, he just calls. Right. Which, you know, we're in position. I think that's fine. Actually, I don't think this is a great hand to three bet with, really. Like, yeah. you'd, rather, you'd want to be doing it with the nut flush draw, maybe, because yeah. now you can get called by worse flush draws. Um, this flush draw is the kind of hand you might actually three bet yourself into oblivion with, right? Like, mm -hmm. where worse flush draws actually find folds, and better flush draws feel like they, some, some of them anyway, have to go with it, you know, and like you just, you just screw yourself. So, actually, I, I think a call is the only play for Luda here. Yep. That's what he does. Yeah. The only play for you is to call a doctor. <laughs> call it. Call a physician. Because nitro betting is going to destroy your psyche. You're going to go from a really well-rounded, put-together, calm person with a lot of self-esteem to just... Just destitute. Just really sad. It's going to be awful. <laughs> it's going to be a really rough time for you. All thanks to nitro betting. <laughs> yes. Use the link. Your life. <laughs> Use the link in our description of this podcast to sign up for Nitro Betting. Even if you've previously signed up for Nitrogen Sports, you got to re-sign up for yeah. Nitro Betting, which is Nitro's new site. Uh, we still house the Poker Guys monthly tournament there. I like it's that. still very easy to sign up, and they have new cool sports betting products, and the site's just prettier and better in general. It's all worth it. You should you should come join us over on Nitro Betting. Um, of course, you get other little bonuses for using our link, you know, March Madness stuff, which, by the way, is one of their new products. They're March Madnessing everything up, you know? Oh, I love that. They use their March Madnessizer, Ray, on all of the sports, and they're doing brackets for all of them. It's great. Everything. Yeah. You want to do a mosquito racing bracket? Go for it. Probably get that at <laughs> Nitro Betting, yeah. Totally normal and not a weird thing to say. I like how you use the word house there. Yeah. They're housing our tournament or something. Housing. Like housing our tournament. Yeah. House, housing our tournament. No, it's not, nobody says housing. It's housing. I think you can house something. That's like when you eat a sandwich really <laughs> yeah, fast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. House. That's not what you meant when you I said that. I housed that roast beef. When you beef. said they're housing our tournament, they're like, 
ate up our tournament really fast. No, no, it's like a home for it. Yeah, no, I know. But I like I like how you said it. It was very sophisticated. Yeah. You know, you know, you're not gonna see things like that is on our poker, according to Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that was an independent thought by Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Grant Dennison always taking shots at people who he thinks are inferior to him are poker. Why are you this way? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's Grant Dennison though. Anyway, nitro betting. <laughs> It's Bitcoin only. Get your money in fast. Get it out fast. No bullshit. Right. We're not playing that fuck around game. No. It's nitro betting. It's the future. It's forever. It's never going to die. Oh, man. I'm really just picturing the like the thread on, on Reddit poker now about like how awful our podcast is and how much everyone fucking that hates it. That would be it. great. That would be so funny. That would be great. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I'm rooting for it. Fuck it. Bring it on. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. That's the attitude. Yeah. All right. Let's, Let's continue. All right. There's 26,000 in the pot after the check raise, the min check raised by Nick on the flop with a set of sixes on the 653 two club board. Ludicrous has jack 10 of clubs. The turn is the death card for Nick, the seven of clubs. Horrible card. Among the worst cards in the deck. I guess the four is slightly worse, but it's not that much worse. I mean, I know we can be losing to lots of things here, but like, and Ludicrous can have fours. But it can really not have force too. Like we are still ahead most of the time, even though this is. He a can have card. clubs. Of course, he can have clubs, but he can not have clubs as we see. Like yeah. when we check race, especially when we min check race, he might have everything in the world still. He you know? really might, as we've seen. Yeah. So like, I understand that this is a horrible card, and I don't. I'm not even advocating we should bet or anything like that. It'd be interesting to bet, but I don't think we should. Um, maybe we can talk about that. But I don't think we should think we're losing, even though we are. I think we should feel very comfortable that we're usually ahead. Still. I think that's an overstatement. Really? So we should feel very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. Is yeah. that better? It's a guarantee. We're yeah. always winning, except for this lose. one time that is actually and happening. Every other time he's beating us, obviously. Pocket sevens, a four, or clubs, obviously. Yeah, but which is nothing. It's not none nothing. Of Don't who, be a baby. Who would have those hands? It's Some kind of asshole? <laughs> yeah, there you like, go. What are you doing over here that's with that? The, that's the ticket. type of hand over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's an interesting spot for Nick now, right? Like, it's no longer really a value situation. Like... Would Ludacris call, let's say Nick bets 15K in a 26K. Do you expect Ludacris to call with two red aces? Ah, uh, no. Not with two red aces. No, no Ludacris would have to call with a club in his hand or a very strong made hand. What about tens with a ten of clubs? That's a really interesting. I think he might call with that because the straight comes in and Nick might bet a straight on the turn, right? If he had a four, he might continue. Why is that good for tens with a ten of clubs? Because we have a, we can beat that if we hit another club. Like, yeah. As opposed to like, you know, the reason to fold is because we might be drawing dead, right? But I'm saying there are times if Nick bets where we're not, we're not drawing dead at least. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy spot. Ten with ten of clubs, maybe the ten of clubs just isn't high enough, though, in our... Right. Like, maybe we need the king of clubs or the queen of clubs to continue. All of this to say that I think it's tough for Nick to get value from Luda's showdownable hands that he's beating if he bets here. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Um, I do mostly agree with that. Again, I think Luda is going to bet his clubs, his single clubs. Sorry, call with the single clubs a lot, but the big clubs anyway. Yeah. But if we check and his hands are unpaired, and maybe if they're paired, he might bet those anyway. Yeah. Right? So it's ludicrous. He puts just he just always puts chips in the pot. He's not going to bet with aces with the two red aces, though, probably. Right. But if he has aces with the ace of clubs, he might He bet. might. He might. He might not. I think he shouldn't, but he might. I mean, it would be pretty crappy to get raised too that's a reason that checking is pretty appealing right. and what like, are you afraid of at that point like there's almost no card to be afraid of anymore right like we're two pairs and trips beat you on the river that's it right like what, what are you referring to really? meaning like what are we trying to protect against if we were to bet because like it's hard to get called by much worse right right 
We can get called by some worse hands, but not that many worse hands right. anymore. And if we bet 15K and, and Luda makes it 45K, it's a world of hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking about Luda betting, though, when I was saying my thing. I don't know why, because we've never been talking about that. I thought we've been talking about that for a while. Nope. Really? Not once. I've been talking about it for a while. So That is very strange. It would be great if you would listen to me sometimes on I the podcast. I think you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we were talking about if Nick should bet or not. Yeah. And then we switched over to talking about nope, Luda. Nope, never bet. happened. We were talking about if Luda would bet the ten, two tens with the ten of clubs or not. You we said talking, he would check back. We were absolutely talking about that. We, he wouldn't bet two red aces, but he would bet. Okay, you're we right. We absolutely were talking about Fuck you, Grant. For, Everyone, record this. I want this in history. But that's not exactly I how it went. I want this in history. You said we were talking not once about Luda betting. God damn it, we were. That is my point. Woo. But I think at the time that we were, it's, we, it went back around. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It Just does, take the loss. It's okay. It's take not a loss. Out. It's a win. Everybody will know. All right. But we, I think we need to... Yeah. This is all in the context of wondering if Nick should bet or not, right? So I think we need to, to finish that discussion. I mean, Nick definitely shouldn't bet. Right. Okay. I, I agree. feel like that's clear. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So okay. Luda should probably bet, right? With a jack high flush? 100%. I mean, there's a lot to protect against. I mean, not really, based on Nick's range. He's not going to usually have a single club higher than the jack, I, I suppose. I agree. It's not that there's so much... I mean, the only thing we're really protecting against is the board pairing for two pairs. Like, seven, six could be there. Yeah. He could have flopped two pair. He could have flopped a set. Um, but we should be betting anyway because we're ludicrous and we never have it. Right. Like we would bet if he checked to us almost no matter what. Having it is amazing. Of course we should bet when we have it. That's yep. what I think. All right. So he does. Yeah. He bets 18K. And we're deep enough that, and well, even if it weren't Luda, we're deep enough that Nick should probably call. Right. It being Luda, we have to call even if we weren't deep enough. Yeah, because like we could be we're, ahead. We're, I think we're ahead a fair amount not right here. Time. We're just not this time. Yeah. Yeah. Nick does make the call. Incredibly comfortable as Nick right now. Very comfortable. Oh yeah, it's the he's guaranteed <laughs> to win. Yeah, he's losing right now. But sixty-two k in the pot now. Yeah, the river is the five of spades. So yeah, there you go, Nick. What does that mean? What that does means that Nick mean? has a full house. Oh, guarantee comes in once again. He's got the. Uh, I guess if you count the straight flushes, it's the fourth nuts here. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he's got the sixes full on the five of diamonds, six of clubs, three of clubs, seven of clubs, five of spades board. I mean. Ouch. This is going to hurt a little bit. This is not a card that Luda wanted to see. No. That, this is the number one card to avoid is a board pairing card. Mm-hmm. Another club is not ideal because you can't get value anymore, but you're right. usually still winning on another club. But we probably check back on yeah. another club, too. We're, we're just hoping for a red king or something like that. We didn't get it. Oh, well. This probably isn't going to end super well for Luda now. All right. As Nick, yeah. we let Luda take the lead on the turn. Should we keep that up? I think we should. How deep are we here? We have a 52K total as Nick. Is that right? Yep. And the pot has 62K in it. Um, I think we should give Luda a chance just to shove in case he's got bluffs. I think he could have bluffs. I think he had big kings. Uh, sorry, big clubs in his hand that he would probably bluff. Maybe just a whole lot of other shit. He's fucking ludicrous. Yep. My, I, I don't know why we'd want to bet and give him a chance to get away from, from this, whatever he's got. If he's got something good, he can bet anyway. If he doesn't, he's probably going to bluff. Sounds great to me. Counterpoint, when we call on the turn, we usually have a lot of pretty good hands. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of straights and What's the weakest hand we have when we call the turn? Seven, six? Ace, six with the ace of clubs? How do we even have we that? We don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that. Seven, six? Seven, six. Is he really going to fold out seven, six against us? God, probably not. He probably wouldn't think he could do that. So now we need Ludacris to have something. But if we bet, we also need him to have something, right? 
Well, what about what Nick decides to do? Yeah, I was I was teeing this up, of course. He bets nine k into sixty two k, just leads out of nowhere. Okay, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, I kind of love this. I don't know if this is the right play yet, but I kind of love it. It's really it really sets up some stuff. Now, based on what Ludacris actually has, it probably doesn't matter. But for all the times when Ludacris has Jack ten off here, right? Yeah, Ace Jack, whatever. And Nick bets 9K on this board. It looks like you're afraid and you have like a four or a bad flush or something and you're blocking. You don't want to get raised, right? Yeah. You're trying to just get there cheap. Um, so, you know, you're throwing some chum in the water. I, I do kind of love against this kind of a guy throwing chum in the water. Yeah, Luda is the type of player who he, I think Nick is trying to induce the click war response, right? Yeah. Just like you, you can't get away with this. Right. I have to raise you with whatever I have. I have crap, but we put so much money in. feels like a... Feels like you're just pretty weak when you bet nine k here. Well, Nick is not. Is the jack high flush enough to to raise as Luda? Because like on most in most situations where a player like Nick takes a line like this, if you remove the size on the river, you would never raise the jack high flush against that. If line. he bets a regular amount, for yeah, sure. If he bet there's sixty two k in the pot. If he bets yeah thirty four, if he bets forty k, we you're never would never shove. We just call right. All right, but yeah, but thirty k. When he bets nine k, are we obligated to raise to get value for our hand? I think we are. Okay. I think we are, especially because of our image. Yeah. That much more so. Like, we're often, if we're going to raise here, a lot of times we're just not going to have anything at all. We actually have a flush. Nick could have a straight and be blocking. Um, Nick could have other weird stuff. He could have a five, perhaps. Just a five? It's, eh. How does he have just a five? Yeah, maybe not. That's the problem. He could have eight five suited, maybe. So he had the straight draw with a five. Maybe. Maybe 8-5 suited. It's tough. Yeah. Tough to come up with anything. Um, I think we have to raise his loot. I think we are obligated to raise. Do you, do you agree with that? I do. I think we should treat this like a check yeah. and make it whatever size we were going to make it if Nick checked. I mean, there's 62K in the pot. If Nick checked, Nick only has 52K back, right? Yeah, I mean, we could, we could shove, just put it in, but it's not unreasonable to go a little bit smaller. Agreed. Uh, which is what Luda does. He makes it 35K. You're also targeting like weaker hands. Now, you could argue when you're ludicrous, going big is a way to target weaker hands, yeah. right? Um, but 35K still is probably going to get called by all this. If Nick's going to hero, like he'll probably hero for 35 too, at least. Yeah. Like, we're not going to lose him. Turns out Nick doesn't have to worry about heroing. He's got a full fucking house, yo. He does. It's John Stamos in this, in this place. It's John Stamos. Yeah. Uncle Jesse. And what's his face? The other guy. Um, Bob Saget, right? Yeah, and uh, Dave Coulet. Is that the guy's name? It sounds right. I never saw the show, but yes, I believe Dave, Cou- Dave Coulet is one of them as well. Yeah. At least one of those guys is dead. That is correct. Way to, way to bring it around. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sad times. At least one. Way to go. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so Luda does raise. Feels totally reasonable. Try to get value for the Jack High Absolutely. Flush. All right. All right. This is, a, this is a live poker question. Yes. How do you deal with this as Nick? Because... Ideally, Luda would have gone all in. We wouldn't have to think about it, obviously. Just call. It's easy. But there's 17K back still. Uh, how, how, what are we supposed to do with ourselves physically and temporally in order to make the move in more likely to be called by, right. by weaker hands? Okay, so the first thing is I wanted to make sure, yeah, you, you feel clear we have to move in. I do, too. Yes. Like, there are a few hands we're, that are, we're losing to. Yeah. Pocket sevens is the most obvious one. I guess pocket fives is another one, right? Um, Pocket sevens, full house, fives is quads. Um, there's a straight flush out there, but like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's all the great thing for Nick is it's only 17K more. 
when you're beat, it doesn't matter that much. Obviously, $17,000 is a lot, but relative to the pot and relative to this game, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I think it's, I agree. It's a clear move in for Nick. Um, how do we move in in a way? I don't think we should take too long. You know, I think we should take like uh, just a normal amount of time. I think if we take too long, it's going to be weird. How long do we take? How long do we normally, how long do we take when we check raced? You know, that long. I mean, in river decisions take longer. Yeah, but it's only 17K more. Yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe it's a good idea to do it fast. What if he makes it 35 and we're just like, I'm all in. What if you just do it fast? That's basically what Nick does. That's interesting. On one level, it's almost like maybe you didn't realize how short you were and you didn't like, I mean, come on. That's yeah. not believable, is it? I mean, it's not instantaneous, but it's like, you know, it's definitely under 20 seconds before Nick moves in. I mean, that feels, I, I, I don't think there's any way to really disguise this. Yes, right? I agree. Um, I would just want to take the same amount of time I take whenever I raise on the river, if I could. Yeah. You know, probably it's slower than 20 seconds. Um, I don't know that it, doing it like really quickly is sort of interesting, but I don't know what value we, I don't know why we would get any more calls doing it that way than any other way. I think we're probably getting called by kind of the, the range that's calling us no matter how we do it. Right. Yeah. Unless we move in. We, I guess there's maybe a way to move in so confidently. Sometimes I've had this happen where a guy moves in and I'm just like, Oh my God, he definitely has it. Yeah. Just the way he moved in. It was like, I can fold a pretty darn strong hand here. Yeah. Um, which I would have called with otherwise. But like, as long as you don't do that. Oh, you know what good. you could do? Hmm. You could like take a sip of your drink and like accidentally hit your chips and be like, oh no, I guess I have to be all in. Oh, oh. You, know, you know what we should do is Nick, we should sigh a lot and then shrug our shoulders and just put our, shake our heads and be like, I don't know, man. I um, just don't think you have it. I just think you're, you must be bluffing. I'm sure you're bluffing. I'm sure you're bluffing. I mean, I don't have it either, but if you're bluffing, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, that always works. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, God, it's incredible. People actually do that. Anyway, we'll do that. I know. Nick moves in pretty quickly. Yeah, fine. Whatever. It's 17k to call. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the fun spot. It's the fun. There's spot. 17k to win 150. Okay. Let's ask the most important question first. Are we ever ahead? Are we ever? Is there any hand that Nick would do this with for value? No. Let's start with that we're beating. No. It doesn't seem like it, right? I don't believe he's going to move in with a worse flush for value. I think Lute, he's going to call. Luda could easily have the nut flush. Why would he move in with a worse flush, yeah. right? He would call with a worse flush. He'd be like, I'm probably ahead. I hope I'm ahead. I call. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So that was question one. So all values beating us. Does Nick have bluffs here? Does he have any bluffs? Could he have the, the naked ace of clubs somehow and be bluffing? Could he have a five and be turning it into a genius bluff? With no seeming fold. It's the play. You know, it's the move that we, yeah. we've talked about in the past. I mean, it's been a while now, but we used to talk about that, where you give the person, you show almost no fold equity when you, when you raise all in on the river, but you do it as a bluff. Yeah. The thing is, no, I guess if Nick moved in with trip fives, it would be weird to do that as a bluff, right? Because you have enough of a hand to call with if you want to call ludicrous in particular, yeah. right? Especially if you put the little chum in the water of 9K. You just call with trip fives. And it's fives. really hard to think of the naked ace of clubs being in Nick's range. I know. How does he get here, right? How does he get here with the naked ace? Where he check raises the flop. He has to have like ace 10 with the ace of clubs and just randomly decide to check raise the flop. Ace four off with the ace of clubs? I mean, he's not, gonna, he's, not gonna call, he's not going to call pre-flop. I know, I know. It's, so the naked ace of clubs not really here, which should mean that there shouldn't be any obvious bluffs anymore. Right? I mean, and Luda keeps saying to himself, he tanks in an angry tank. He doesn't angry Very tank. angry. And he keeps saying it's, it's, it's threes, fives, or sixes. Threes, fives, or sixes. Yep. Maybe sevens. Maybe sevens. You're so lucky. You always get lucky, and yeah. I never get lucky. But, you know, he's got, he's got the range right, you know. 
Yeah, he knows he's screwed. Yeah. I'll give him this. Like, it's only 17K more, but he knows he's beat. You have to fold. You have to fold. Like, one of the reasons why you make a 35K, by the way, is for this exact thing. You get that's, to save 17,000 sometimes, true. right? That's true. Until Nick shows us that he actually has this bluff in him. And because we're on a stream, we will find out. He gets to do it once, and then we start calling these, right? Yeah. But until then, we can absolutely fold the jack high flush here, and we're very cleanly and, and safely. I mean, Nick is not bluffing one of every 11 times. He just isn't. It's such a good price, but it's not a good enough price. It's not a good enough price. And Nick is not the kind of guy who's going to overvalue, like we said, like a worse flush or something no. like that. There are guys who will. Yeah. Fine. Those guys you call every time and you don't worry about it. And like, you just have to be right one of every 11 times. You will be against a guy like Nick who's careful, especially post flop and all that. Like, come on. It's so straightforward. This is a fold. Luda takes his time, but does ultimately fold. He's at one point, he says, like, so dumb. It's so obvious. It's so dumb. And he's like, ah, whatever, and folds his hand eventually, right? Like I mean, good, good for him. It's yeah. hard to actually pull the trigger on a fold. I mean, it? I see people absolutely make this call, even good players, because of the price they're getting, right? Yeah. And against another really good player, maybe you have to. Against the Christoph Vogel things of the world who might even try the play maybe. once in a while. Probably they're not trying it enough, but maybe. But like against a guy like this, there's just no reason to ever, ever call. So it's a good fold. It's a good fold. It's a good I think Ludacris played this hand, except maybe every street, actually. Yeah, it seemed fine. Yeah. It's an interesting play in hand by, by both players, ultimately, right? It is. Let's see what the solver thinks. Let's find out together. Pio must be relieved when it saw that it was going to be Luda against Nick, and it's like, how am I supposed to... How am I going to solve with these guys? They're, they're just going to have nothing the whole time, right? I'm just going to have to do random guesswork. Guess what, Pio? It's your lucky day. They actually had hands. It's much easier. I mean, Nick usually has a hand. It's just sort Luda. of. Luda's the one who's going to Nick be has all a hand over. and he does stuff with it that the solver would never do. That, well, yeah, that's fine. That's not the solver. This is a little more straightforward. Yes. I'm just saying, take a little rest, Pio, and Wesley Cannon and all of your solving. And yet, do all the work and confirm that we're right about what we're saying right now that, you know, do all the work. Yeah, do it now. Don't take a rest. Okay, I heard that. You'll, you'll rest later. <laughs> you'll rest when you're dead, Wesley. That's right. All right, so back on the flop. Okay. Luda should bet, unsurprisingly, and Pio likes his sizing. Wesley gave a smaller size as an option, 2K instead of the 5K. Um, Pio likes the 5K and the 6K, hmm. the big bet. Oh, cool. Um, it's because he's not going to bet very much. He's supposed to check 86% of his range here, and that includes a lot of overpairs. He should even check a lot of overpairs. Interesting. Yeah. But it, but it likes this as a bet all the same. Yeah, Jack High Flush Draw feels, feels pretty natural to me. Yeah, yeah, the Flush Draw does make yeah. sense. Nick is supposed to raise with his set. Uh, yeah. Pio actually slightly prefers his min raise versus a more traditional, like, 16K really? raise. See, that's surprising to me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a great deal for Luda. It is a great deal, and he can call, and that's all he can do, according to Pio. It's like, you cannot. You don't dare raise. <laughs> I don't care what your name is. You're not yeah. allowed to raise. It's two words anyway. It's Luda Chris. It's not Luda Chris, okay? No. So just chill. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he calls. He and calls. Which, which is what he should do. And Pio loves it. According to Pio. On the turn, yeah. Pio not loving what Nick did. Oh, no. It actually wants him to continue betting. It, it is the death card. It's the super death card for sets and straights. Yeah. Um, but Nick should continue to bet his sets and straights, mm -hmm. according to Pio. Yeah. I, the sets make a little bit more sense to me than the straights, because, you know, you have implied odds against hands that have you beat right now. Straights are just dead in the water. 
Yeah, um, I think part of it is because on these really polarized boards, it's hard to have hands you can bet, and so a lot of people just revert to these checking spots. But this way, you can you can have bluffs now too, right? Because it's really hard to go bet bet and have bluffs, right? You have right? to if you're not betting sets, also, right? Because then you only have, have enough. Bluffs. You only have flushes then. Yeah, so I have enough value, I should say, when you're bluffing, because you're gonna be bluffing a lot, but having value too, it's just hard. So yeah. so betting a set, and of course, you can improve. Yep, it's Which, really hard to put you on a hand too when when someone bets a set on this kind of a board. It is. It's cool. It is. Um, Luda did get checked to, though, and he should bet with the jack high flush. Makes plenty of sense. Absolutely. All right. On the river, somewhat interesting output here because we're now in an out-of-flow situation where Luda is the, the better. Yeah. But the, the solver likes betting as Nick in all cases, no matter what the size versus really? the check. It, it prefers Nick to just jam versus the small lead that Nick did. But it pref- uh, prefers the small lead to checking. It basically is like, Nick, I have no idea why you checked the turn, bro. Yeah. But I don't care. We're betting. That's that. We're betting. Yeah. We're betting for value. This is a scary board. We're betting. Right. Right. That's, okay. that's correct. Um, and despite the small bet being what goes in here, Pio does not want Luda to raise this hand. Does not want him to raise the really? jack high flush. The only value he should raise is ace five of clubs and boats. So it's not just the nut flush draw. He also has to block the straight flush in order to raise the nut flush. That is fascinating. Yeah. This is really not the outputs I was expecting, I have to say. I would think you would always would raise, as we, of course, talk about this, uh, Luda raising on that small thing. And so for the solver to just be like, uh-uh-uh, so hard to get called. Well, I guess Pio would have been right this time. Luda would have only yeah. lost 9K on the river had he decided to play Pio perfect. Yeah. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.